0: I lit a sage when you walked in Cause
1: I have no idea where you've been What kind of energy you conjuring What kind of spells you be
0: casting I lit a sage when you walked in Cause I have no idea where you've been what kind of energy you conjuring? What kind of spells you be casting? Hello, friends, fam, and lovers of all things black, queer, and nerdy. It's true, we've been gone for a minute, and then we told you we'd be back that we weren't. You might be feeling some trust issues. I get that. Listen, life has been steady lifing, as they say. Nobody says this. But we want you to know that we have not abandoned our mission. We are still black, queer, nerdy, and boozy, and we still want to talk shit into the airwaves for your listening pleasure, and we still love y'all a whole bunch. So we have a little treat for you today, a live episode we recorded at Respect Women's Podcast Festival in Philly last summer. The festival was hosted by the Black Tribbles at Amalgam Comics. It was a beautiful day. We talked with our friend Cleopatra about being black and queer and Trekkies, and you already know it was that blurdy goodness. A quick note on the music for this episode we briefly sampled from adam d on youtube and jeff russo's star trek themes don't sue us it's like 40 seconds total come on relax okay enjoy
1: (laughs) space the final frontier these are the voyagers of the starship enterprise
0: its continuing mission to explore strange new worlds Seek out new life and new civilizations to boldly go where no one has gone before. Hello, Philly. Hey. How you doing? Y'all looking cute as usual. Yeah. Every time I come down here, I'm like, I should come down here more. And yeah. then it's like a year later, so... <laughs>
1: Oh, snap. I will come
0: back sooner next time, I promise.
1: In theory, uh, welcome to Cheers and Queers, a boozy podcast about black queer life. Uh, my name is Ishoke, and I am still anxious. <laughs>
0: and my name is Kira, and I am calming down, finally. <laughs> yes.
1: Um, so, as always, please follow us on the internet. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, our hashtag, and our like handle is the same thing cheers the letter n queers um follow the conversation tell us what you're drinking take pictures of what you're drinking talk to other people it's fun it's fun in the hashtag
0: and uh go ahead and go on your itunes or favorite or sorry apple podcasts apple Podcasts. and or favorite podcatcher and rate us and tell everyone how amazing we are and how we're the best and most um blackest queerest nerdiest thing you've ever heard
1: And give us five stars because we're five star bitches. That's right. Mm -hmm. Are you ready? I'm ready to check in. All right. You ready for this excellent question that you came up with? Yeah, I sure am. (laughs) What will it be? So when did you become a Trekkie? Like, what was the moment that you were like, ah, a fandom? Well, first,
0: let's back up. For those of y'all who've probably never heard the podcast before, we are not exclusively a Star Trek podcast. Nope. By any means, no. We are, as we said, black, queer, boozy. Boozy. But we also happen to be Trekkies, among other fandoms. But me, pretty exclusively (laughs) Trekkie. So the question is a why. But the first question is a when. Right. (laughs) So when did I become a Trekkie? I've got a two-part origin story. First of all, Kyria, she, her if iffy, nasty. Ow. And I became a Trekkie. First and foremost, I'm a third generation Trekkie. My grandpa was a Trekkie. I remember sitting on his big belly and the original series came on. I was like, this is so scary, but grandpa's here, so it's okay. And then I watched it after school with my cousin and my dad's a Trekkie and he was like so into it. He was like, Enterprise is pretty good. And I'm like, oh, dad. And, uh, <laughs> and that was my, my youth, my childhood. But then... Misogynoir. (laughs) And in my like teens and early adulthood, I was like, I can't be a Trekie and be black. I don't know how to do that. And like be socially acceptable. And and all these spaces and people that I try and connect with, like, they don't want to mess with me because I'm a girl and I'm black. And then Fast forward to, like, what was it, 2017 We did the FlameCon thing? I don't
1: know. FlameCon.
0: I don't know. There was a con. Okay, so I made (laughs) friends with these two amazing people, and they had a panel at FlameCon in New York City that was Mm -hmm. about being black, queer, and a nerd. And I was like, I'm going to check that out. I'm going to support my friends, whatever. That's cute. And then I showed up. Six gorgeous black queer folks of all gender spectrum were just telling their story about being rejected from nerd community and being like, beep y'all anyways, we gonna do our thing and be the best cosplayers you've ever seen, be the most knowledgeable, be the best uh, representatives of fandom, being out here creating spaces. And I had a full on cry (laughs) in the middle of the con. (laughs) I was like, it's possible for me to be a united identity. And so that was when I went home and rewatched all of TNG and Deep Space Nine and then finally watched Voyager for the first time. And all of that. So those are my Trekkie origins. How about you?
1: Um, I also am a third generation Trekkie. Uh, My grandfather was a super hardcore Western fan. So of course, space Western. Come on down, <laughs> um, and then my dad's super into Trek. Obviously, he was re- really into TOS and the Next Generation. Less into Voyager. We'll talk about that later. Um, and then my mom will argue you down about why Wrath of Khan is an excellent movie, <laughs> and <laughs> and the like ways that the reboots got it right and wrong. Like she's like really into it. And my parents are very like respectable middle class Black people. Who would never be caught dead in anybody's cosplay, but let me tell you about their like intense trek knowledge. Like my dad's got the novels, like it's a whole thing. I can't wait for our parents to <laughs> It's gotta happen. It's gonna happen. Um and so like yeah, I, it just was part of the way that i like grew up, moved through the world, thought about storytelling, was Trek. And I it wasn't until the internet happened um, that I was like, oh. There are other black people who also like this. God Yay! bless the internet. God bless and the internet. And so that was really exciting. Tumblr and um, LiveJournal and AO3 were really integral to uh, <laughs> many of my aspects of my development. But really I was like, oh, everyone is as confused but also intrigued as like Kirk's tentacle porn as I am. Okay. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. All right, And we have a guest. Hello, guest! Will you please introduce
0: yourself, your name, your pronouns, and when did you become a Jackie?
2: Hi. My name is Cleopatra. I'm not as spunky as y'all two. Whatever. <laughs> um, I'm from the Bronx, and we don't do that too much over there. But I'm going to try my best. <laughs> my pronouns are she, her, and sir. Um, and uh, when did I... Yeah, if there I, was like, a moment. I, like, watched the original series every near is eve new Year's day with my mom oh my um because it would I always have that the a, like refresh the it, yeah <laughs> um, like, wb11 or some shit they don't exist anymore <laughs> but on wb <laughs> 11 uh or upn oh, oh, oh that too is gone um they would do like the whole like it was like that and like the twilight zone and so we would like switch off every year watching it and i was just like i didn't also i didn't have any friends <laughs> plot twist <laughs> because i'm a nerd um <laughs> and i was too smart when i was a kid so that's not good um and uh I didn't have any context to know that wasn't something that I shouldn't, like I didn't belong to, until mm-hmm. I probably got to like high school and I went to boarding school. Right. Oh. Ooh. Scholarship. Sometimes I yeah. broke forget Broke City. That. And then uh, I remember. <laughs> to try and escape poverty, right? <laughs> Just kidding. Follows you everywhere. And there's um, someone behind you vigorously agreeing. Y'all check it yeah. out later. Yeah. Yeah. Can't <laughs> escape it. Um, oh God. And was like, got the. Oh, but you're black. Right. How did? How do you know this? Right. Or can you teach me how to beatbox instead? And I'm like, cool, cool. I hate this place. Um, <laughs> so it wasn't until then that I was like, oh, this is something that I, I guess I probably shouldn't have been watching and kind of like distanced myself away from it. Again, right. until we started doing the fuck shit. Over here. Are we
1: allowed to cuss? Is that Oh, okay can here? we do that? Oh, it's fine. Can't I, curse in here. Are going to beep it out? Okay. Goodness. I, I apologize. <laughs> no one's told us for no. For my so. I was like,
2: my <laughs> permission,
1: forgiveness.
2: Excuse me, yeah. Um, yeah, we started doing the nonsense or so whatever, and Kira's like, me too, sure, let's go. <laughs> um, at, at comic book conventions. Yes. Um, and then I think, too, yeah, I just got pulled back into something that I already loved for a really long That's time. That's right. Um, and didn't know to the extent of how much I loved it, so... And my mom also was like an immigrant and so I think she was also like ships ships so oh. <laughs> aliens people like oh. like so yeah, I think yeah. she always related to Where like Where's that thing piece
0: Well, I have a whole side thing about, like, space travel and Middle Passage, Nikki Giovanni. We'll talk about it later. Anyway. Moving on.
1: Okay. (laughs) Uh, So we're going to do a part of our show called The Boozy 15. It's where we spend some seconds talking about what we're actually drinking because we drink something every time we have an episode. Um, In true what-the-fuck fashion, we've had a day. So originally, we were just going to have this beautiful blood orange rosé. And then literally shit went left in every possible way. And I was like, I need something stronger than Rosé. So I walked down the street from here um, to Row House Spirits and I was like, yo, what do you think when you think of Star Trek and alcohol? And the nice lady behind the counter was like, well, rum and gin. So I got this rum, it's called Drowned Devil Rum. It was made literally down the street from here. it's super cute. It's got a cute label. Um, you can read the funny thing because it's got like a ship joke on the back. So I was like, "Oh yeah, this is this is totally oh, okay, yeah. this is totally great." Yeah. Um, so I made what's called a Kardashian sunrise with it. Wait, is it Kardashian or Kardashian? Oh, Which one? I <laughs> will fight you. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what? Never mind. Um, No, it's uh, so we're gonna spell it the alien way because I don't keep up with those people. Um, it's the Blood Orange Rosé. It's a double shot of the Drowned Devil Rum. It is grapefruit juice and um, a little bit of lemon cayenne, like probiotics bubbly stuff. Um, and some... And that's... And, some and coconut water. Coconut water, but like very little. It's what we found around the corner. Yes. It's yes. delicious. Um, it needed to be the right color and the most of the internet... Recipes for Cardassian Sunrises have, like, grapefruit juice, some sort of bubbly something, and a citrus. Yeah. And a rum.
0: So, um, and then uh, Cleo is just drinking the delicious Blood Orange um, Rosé. So, let us go down the line. What do we think? What do you think of your Blood Orange Rosé?
2: Well, y'all know I got... I got a really bad breakup, and ever since then, I could not drink alcohol. I got allergic to alcohol. That's um, what they did to you? That's what I'm wow. sure, that's what I, I think happened. I'm pretty sure that happened. I think she put a root on me. That's cool, though. Dang. Um,
1: don't be dating witches, y'all. Except through. I mean, except for us. <laughs> except like, for us. No. I was like, literally, yeah. the two of us. I don't know. When happened. you date
2: witches, just put on a little projection spell. Just something. Or, something. I know, I or, guess. I don't yeah, know. But yeah. ever since then, I could not drink alcohol, so I can't drink, like, and Ishoki's been on a quest to figure this out. Um, no Since one's, we've known each I've other. I've asked you not to do this, and you were like, I will figure this out for you. Um it is not my quest. So, um, rosé and like champagne and stuff like are the only things I can really drink, which makes me look super fancy all the time at a party because I always have a flute, and I'm like, could you put this in like a fucking cup? Bro? Nope. Like, it's fucking weird. Oh, sorry. That's freaking weird. Um, but this is popping. I have another bottle in the bag. We're about to, mm, ay, this tonight ay. too. That's Meet us in the one. back after. Yeah. I was like, we'll be here all night.
1: Um, Great, so you enjoying that, and what do you think of your cocktail? Uh, I wish I had put a little bit less coconut water <laughs> in it. Um, I Normally, I really love coconut water with rum, but I think it is contrasting with the citrus flavors. Yes. Um, so when I write the recipe down for you guys, I will play with it a little bit to get you the right ratio.
0: We always put the recipe in the show notes, so that's a good reason to follow us.
1: Subscribe. Um, What do you think?
0: Uh, I like it. Mine has less coconut water because it was made second. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It is uh, very alcoholic without tasting very alcoholic. I do like alcohol though, so I do taste an after hint of the rum with a very strong like citrusy kind of warm feeling mm-hmm. and the bubbles are subtle enough that I'm not like burping on the mic. That so was what I was going for. It's perfect. <laughs> I'm loving it.
1: Yeah. So, so I will make sure I put the recipe that is not too coconut water heavy in the show notes. We are drinking out of red solo cups because boss moves. Yep. That's how we <laughs> be out here. <laughs> but also so straws. you can't see how beautiful the <laughs> plant
0: sunrise color is, but if you want to like peek, it's yeah. real pretty. Well, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. lovely. Yeah. It's great. It's promise. Great. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. Oh, we're gonna. I we're was gonna... gonna do that last. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Great. Hey. So the question is, I gotta. I gotta ask since we have a live audience. Right. May I? Yes. Yeah. 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 Who here in the audience is a trekkie in any respect? Like a casual trekkie. Wow. Like... Okay. Right. So this side, y'all can say y'all. All right. Put your hand, right. we're Put your hand halfway you up. Put your hand up. Okay. <laughs> let me ask. All right, let me ask you a broader question. Who here has st- seen Star Trek? Seen
1: a trek. Okay,
0: cool. cool, of, cool, cool, on, cool. In the
1: stars. Um, a let, trek in the stars. I'm going to do this real quick, spontaneous.
0: <laughs> Who has seen um, original series? Yeah. who has seen the next generation Captain Picard the yeah, guy yeah okay who has seen <laughs> Deep Space Nine that's the black guy the black captain yep Voyager. Voyager there we go who has seen Voyager that's Janeway the Janeway. woman <laughs> alright All right. who has seen Enterprise. Enterprise. <laughs> Enterprise you don't need to see it you no no the whole thing. Don't, okay. yeah. don't we, 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 we went don't. through it we went through we it just, we survived we, it to the other we side.
1: survived it's been a long road <laughs> oh my I god who's seen the reboot movies yeah. Oh yeah, okay. Reboots, reboots. We have feelings. Wait, who's seen? Wait, old school movies. Old school movies. Star, Star Trek V with the whales. Oh That's my god! Shit. Why were those whales? Oh. <laughs> All right. Yes. <laughs> Who has seen oh.
0: the new shit, Discovery?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: These are real ones over here. Yeah, I was real like, it. Oh, <laughs> Who can't wait for Picard? Yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Oh, all right, wow. I see you, I Just, see you, yeah. All right, I see you, right. All right, yeah. okay, cool. We're gonna bring so, you some rosé. We've got a range <laughs> of experiences in the room. This is good, this is really
1: good. <laughs> this is what we came here Here's for. Here's
0: the question that we wanted to ask, because not all y'all are watching the new shit, right? Not all y'all have seen the old shit. Why would these three gorgeous black queers standing <laughs> before you, sitting before you, be Trekkies in 2019. Like, of all the things we could be watching, there are other people in space.
1: Well, that's what we gonna get into. <laughs> right. There's literally we, yes. a whole show that's the premise of it is brown people in space, The Expanse. Yeah. Uh, so we could literally watch anything else, right, except that we keep watching this. Right. Time. So, why?
0: So, <laughs> here are some, we're gonna just talk to you a little bit about why we are so into Trek. That's what we're gonna do right now. Cool. You all ready? Yes. Okay,
1: dope. So, <laughs> you showcase doing nose-goes, and, oh. so oh. and so is Cleo, so that means Kyria has to go first. How do you feel? All right, that's, fine.
0: that's fine. I can take it. I'm not mad. Good okay, job, Cleo.
1: so, the first
0: question that I'm asking myself, I guess, because I'm also... <laughs> Hosting and talking first—that's fine. Um, why is check my shit? Like, what are what are the moments that I go to that I'm like, this is what I'm here for? So I'll just first name that I'm definitely a TNG baby. Like that's where I came up. That's. Um, that's Picard, that's Data, the Android, that's Worf, the Klingon, that's Geordi LaForge with the visor, you know, all the original looks, y'all have seen the memes, right? Even if you haven't seen the show, really. Um, and then I also got into DS9 because it came right after or started before the other one ended. And then I've watched everything else since, but that's where I started. So that's like my home. And really, I think, um... As someone who is now a playwright and like studies and thinks about human relationships and the way like shit pops off in weird situations between people, that's what I go to Trek for. Like it was a place where I first really thought about relationships over a long period of time. And relationships not just in the sense of like, oh people who are like, like cheers or friends or whatever was like white people in situations that I did not regularly encounter but in, Multiracial, multi-gender, multi-species cast of characters having long-term relationships that literally developed in all kinds of ways that you could not possibly imagine. In fact, as someone who's also like, interested in queer theory, interested in race theory, interested in class, there, I believe there is the, the supertext of like what Gene Roddenberry and everyone else who came after him like intended to do with the series and the stuff that we can go back underneath and ask like, what, like, what does it mean that they were actually conv- um, calling into question some of the most closely held conventions of our social dynamics of the 20th century? There are moments when like, if you've seen the series at all, there's these two characters, Deanna Troy and uh, Riker. They start the series as exes And then, nobody knows what they are to each other because one day they wake up in bed together and then the next day, Riker's off having sex with literally anybody in the galaxy.
1: Literally anything. So many aliens. And she's always like, go ahead, baby, you go get it. Also, she can like read your mind and your feelings. Yeah. So she knows what's going on in his head.
0: a polyroot. That's all I'm going to say. It's so a polyroot. Polyamory in space started with TNG. Okay? So there's that. Then there's Worf, who is this Klingon, right? He And Klingons are known for being like aggressive and, and and um, incredibly violent and warriors and so on and so forth. But this was something that was explored with nuance in the series as something to be celebrated, as something that the other uh, cast members actually helped him with. Like when he was having a bad day, they're like, oh, he needs to be hit with pain sticks. That's what he needs. And then we got as, that. And then later you had like, um, uh, you had Keller uh, and Bellana Torres who were, Kaylar, sorry, Kalar and Blana, B'lana Torres who were these women yeah. um, uh, Klingons who were also um, allowed to be aggressive and violent. And so, like, here I was. And mind you, most of these Klingons are, like, black and brown actors. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, there's a yeah. place for my black rage in space. Yes. <laughs> so, and... <laughs> And then they would go to these planets and they would have, like, they would try and really fail to, like, flip the gender roles upside down to, like, have a commentary. And it was, like, really wacky and dumb. Bad. But the fact that they were questioning that, that definitely planted a seed in my mind. Like, I was like, oh, this is, these, we can question these things. So that's what I go to track for is, like, literally questioning the basic conventions of our social structure. Boom word who
1: next uh me i think trek was the place that i saw black people in the future mm. it was the only place that i saw black people in the future like nowhere else and i love i i'm one of those strange creatures who enjoys both star wars and star trek and i didn't see thank you <laughs> thank you sir oh, oh, same. Same. thank you sir same, 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 same. um i didn't see myself in, in the in the verse of Star Wars, right? But I was like, in the future, Lieutenant Uhura is looking over her shoulder and rolling her eyes at motherfucking right. Captain Kirk and motherfucking Lieutenant Spock, like, not saying that they're in love with each other, right? Like, in the future, like, Geordi LaForge is, like, deep in the physics of, like, moving at or close or beyond the the speed of light. There are are people who are smart, there are people who are funny, there are people who have creative interests, there are people who look like me and exist in the way that I do in the future. And Star Trek showed me that that was not a strange thing. And the only other place that I saw that was in Octavia Butler books, right? And so I Mm -hmm. had to use my imagination there. Even though she was real clear about the blackety black black nature of her characters. And so I was like, oh, we, we make it into the future, y'all. Right. Cool. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm going right. to keep being my like kind of strange self. And I guess that's fine because somewhere that means that I get to be in fucking Starfleet.
0: I'm still waiting for my call. Listen, listen,
1: <laughs> we got to get past World War Three. Oh.
2: Yeah, I guess. So. Ooh. Your turn. Yeah, it's. You, sorry, because either you wait for your call or you're waiting for your letter from Hogwarts or you're waiting <laughs> <Right>. for. <laughs> you're waiting to be chosen for, like, you know, Looking one of the late. ships for Evangelion or whatever. Right. It's just like, I'm not compatible. There's like so many things that I'm like, oh, 32 will be the year. And it's not coming. So it's like, fine. Um, okay, 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 okay. Why? Um, I think it grounds my activism and my organizing, my community organizing work, because I get really annoyed at myself mm. for, this sounds like I'm such a fucking good, I'm such a goody two-shoes. <laughs> I guess I'm not, because I keep cursing like just, a... It's fine. Go F with it. Don't, don't correct uh, <laughs> Um. <laughs> right. And so, <sighs> yeah, I, I think there were so many times when I'm watching Star Trek and I'm like, God, just go, just do the, if you do this wrong thing, it'll really help a whole bunch of other people. Um, and it'll help yourself. So again, for my baby, it's like, I, I grew up watching the original series, but then when I was like a teen, preteen, whatever, um, I watched Voyager with my sister. She was in love with um, fucking Ensign Kim. It was so weird. Uh, she was, I was like, this is so weird. Um, and yeah, I would just be like, why not just steal this technology and then you can be home today? Like, (laughs) but (laughs) no. But she just want to go and do the right thing. So we're gonna wander around for seven years until you from the future literally so has to be principled. like, uh, "Nigga, come, let's go!" Like, let's, this, go. let's just all go. Um, and I rewatched the first episode because I always held it too, like in my heart of like, "Wow, yeah, she, she." It wasn't that she got lost, because also the joke is like, "Oh, the first woman captain, she got lost." No, I was like, "No, she didn't get lost. She was trying to do the right thing." Yep. But then I realized the reason she got she got pulled back in the first place was because it was to save um what are kesss people okampa things thank um you. the okampa there's a real
0: assist in the audience right, right. <laughs> thank you
2: um to save the okampa and they were like okay so we'll find another way it's going to be fine it's going to be fine and then weeks later everyone's like Fuck. It's not gonna be fine. <laughs> We're not, not okay. Yeah. And they run into like literally a thing that can transport them closer yeah. every other episode. That's and what, I'm ugh. just like That's just... Why I'm not
0: avo- whatever. It's fine.
2: That's why it's so yeah, and it's so frustrating. So and then frustrating. I do that every day at my job, where I'm oh. like, oh hey, I could really just take this money from Facebook. Or we can take this donation from <laughs> these oh, really I suspicious see. Zionists or whatever, right? And I'm like, no, because I know we can find a better way. We, like, we believe in our community is going to fund us. We're, they're going to invest in us. So if we keep doing the work that we do really well and we believe in it, it's going to be fine. Um, and then I'm side note, I'm on the sideline, bitch, go into the vortex. Like just come on, what are you doing? Um, and I didn't I I don't know what came first, my conscious first Star Trek actually, but I guess it happened at the same time.
1: Somebody tweet that. Somebody.
0: But but here's what's weird and fascinating is that like the first Star Trek you saw was TOS, which is where Captain Kirk has literally the opposite. He's like, right. We just gonna go
2: ahead and liberate these people. And Spock is like um, objection. <laughs> right, but I think I watched it when I was like five, six. And okay. so I think I was it was like colorful and I was everything was like oh, I like, mean, look at their five at six year olds pick up a lot. They do. And so I guess something <laughs> that's my dark side, maybe. That's the Ooh, yeah, shadow seller. Oh. Maybe there's um, an inner battle. That's in why between. I've survived nonprofits for so long. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> maybe. Right, um, right, 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 right. But yeah, I think but in every series there's always something where people people can choose to do like, um, you can save a whole bunch of other people. Right. um, But you have to do this thing that's not gonna be great for you right now. Um, Okay. And that sucks. Uh, (laughs) So I just, it's hard to do that long term in real world because it's like, Armageddon is coming. Tomorrow. Ten, tomorrow, right? Like the Amazon's on fire. There are yeah. so many things that peop, other people could do, but they're not invested in the same way that I'm invested in. It. So it's hard to watch all these different things that are happening in the world um, and people aren't taking that cue. Mm-hmm. Um, so the responsibility yeah. for me to do that is even greater. Right. So,
0: yeah. Okay, Janeway. All right.
2: Ugh, all God. Right. Well. <laughs>
0: okay next question
1: okay the next question is
0: where does Star Trek fuck it up for you where you're where like oh have you been why'd like, you gotta
2: hey, do that you got like that you, you have something right now you gotta I, go yeah and it's the thing I complain about literally every time I talk to anyone about Star Trek why do they keep installing holodecks on every mother effing <laughs> ship them shits don't work. They don't work. They just don't. Stop. They're killing. They're like, oh, what is it? You know, um, you know it? on Black Lady Sketch Show where um, in one scene, like, the person passes out, she was like, what, you think just because I passed out in the back alley under mysterious circumstances, I'm going to leave the turn up? Nah, I'm going to stay here. And it's just like, no. So y'all are just going to be invested in this holiday where people <laughs> mysteriously disappear or pass out every other episode and it's going to be fine. But why? Because we're... But it's sex. It's sex. That's, it's sex. It's for the everyone sex. Everyone knows that, that thing is disgusting. That's the
0: only complaint you have about that. Subject.
2: That blacklight situation is serious, <laughs> probably. Um, <laughs> and yeah, um, I don't know. That's i a I, one. It's I fine. Think that's, I think that's my only thing because all, all the other all things, I'm like, I love all the soundtracks and I love all the music and so I'm like, I can't think of anything I hate more than the holodecks. I think... <laughs> okay <laughs> oh, sorry. that's that's great it's okay you you gonna go uh
1: i and I, um, I mostly just hate the way that they do gender and sometimes race like often i'm like uh come on like can you imagine outside of the way that we conceptualize femininity can you imagine outside of a um a gender binary system can you like i, I often well they
0: am- try and then they get real it with it yeah
1: uh, I'm often bored by the the fact that, like, there are clearly mostly white men in those writers' rooms and they aren't good at thinking about race and gender outside of the ways that white supremacy has us think about race and gender. So that that bores me. And Do I'm you have all, a specific example? I'm really thinking about, um, so, like, the whole thing with, like, Cisco becoming God. mm is like, oh, right. so th- of course the captain of the starship right. who's had to go through all of this terrible stuff Who, in his who's life. Who's basically a
0: representative of the planet Earth and therefore America because right. Star Trek is super American. American-centric. Yeah. yeah, so of course he's still, um, yeah, so of course still about he, American supremacy. At yeah, the end of the day.
1: and so he, <laughs> of course he becomes God, right? Only right. after he suffers a bunch and like terrible things happen to him. and uh, uh, uh. And it's like, on a whole, oh, spoiler alert, by the way. Oh, sorry. On a whole, back, not even like, like a starship, <laughs> but like a, a freaking space station. A space station. And you weren't like, somebody else on here right. could possibly Could've connect that, to that a little supreme power queer kid in the, the, like, the no, bathroom. Right? No, no. Anyway, that's my thing. I just often am like yelling. I think Discovery has done a little bit better. Particularly with gender, less with race. Okay,
0: mm, sure. <laughs> we won't.
1: We'll have a okay. <laughs> next episode. <laughs> Kira picks
0: up our discovery and loves it. I, that's what I forgot to say. I'm gonna drop this in real quick. Okay, so I'm gonna ease into my what gets it wrong for me so i just need y'all to know we watched discovery the first episode together 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 after lots of drinks we shared
2: me. that cbs password yeah, we did that's right was not getting that Fuck a paywall.
0: <laughs> and i hated it so much that i went home and i cried because <laughs> that's yeah. how important star trek is to me and they got it wrong you guys <laughs> but then i kept watching i committed I committed to the first season, I committed to the second. And by the last episode of the second season, I don't know if it got better or I've just drank the Kool-Aid, but I loved it so much that I cried. Because <laughs> that's how important Star Trek is be like. And I'm a Scorpio, okay. So <laughs> where does Star Trek mess it up for me? Especially TNG, which is my root. Why you gotta be so rapey though? Ooh. That part. It's so rapey. Yeah. Like all of the female leads, whenever they have a romantic treat that is not among the central cast, it's always some guest character that as soon as they walk on the set, you're like, ew that's a creep and then Dana Troy or Beverly Crusher is like oh they're so handsome i'm like no girl no <laughs> you in danger girl <laughs> in danger and of course like Dana Troy so she's a psychic like we said she like reads emotions or whatever and she's always getting like mind raped like people Sad are invading her thoughts and she's like losing her mind or that one time when an alien just popped inside of her and made in themselves a baby that she had to give birth to and right. raise what that was wild and Beverly Crusher same thing like She apparently, actually, there's a whole episode where Beverly Crusher's great-grandmother was, like, raped by an alien and that just went through all the generations. Why? What is this? White men in a writer's room, they just unchecked. It's as problematic as all hell. So I just, and and we were just talking about this earlier, that I think that, like, it didn't get better in DS9 and Voyager. Like, anytime they would have, like, side plots, like, we don't know what to do. Let's like have an episode where a woman is being exploited for no reason.. Yep. Um, I think discovery is okay, except that I find Michael's, who's the lead character in discovery, is like so constantly made to be like the problematic, like, like anxiety breakdown hero and not in a way that's like- Or sacrifice herself. Or sacrifice herself. And it's not in the way that it's like, oh, I empathize, she's going through a hard time and like she's like trying to navigate her anxiety. It's like, I'm sitting there screaming at the TV, like, get it together, Michael, what's wrong with you? Right? And so like it positions black women and their anxiety as like literally life threatening. So I don't actually
1: think it's that much better on gender. but. That's fine if they're saving the universe, I guess.
0: I guess, but like barely. Uh, I don't know, it, it comes around, I, you know, cried second, end of the episode, it was great, I loved it, it was fine. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my main beef to pick with the Trek. All right, so now we have a special treat for y'all. Special treat. Are y'all ready? Because I'm still not ready. <laughs> <laughs> this is 90 seconds of all out Trek
1: of niche Trek, I don't have a good name for it. What's the good name for it? Uh, it? We, in the notes, it says 90 Second Trek Off. 90 Second Trek
0: Off, great, we'll go with Uh,
1: that. So, um, I need y'all
0: to prepare yourselves. I'm I'm gonna give each of my colleagues here 90 seconds or less (laughs) to tell us the most niche, nerdy shit they know about Star Trek. I have no idea what mine is, we're gonna find out what happens. When it comes
2: to my turn. <laughs> are y'all ready? Cleo's going first. Right, because I just, cool, cool, cool. We'll see what happens. Okay, great. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Great, and I just stopped my overall timer, so y'all gonna have to tell us when to get off stage, otherwise we'll stay here all night. Okay, <laughs> cool. Okay, so starting the timer at one minute and 30 seconds. That's so glad. The suspense is building. The and ASMR work
2: is beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> I've been working on okay. it.
0: Okay, Cleo, are you ready?
2: I'm ready. Okay. Go. Okay, so boom. Um, Voyager in like I, I don't now I don't remember great, now I don't know what episode it is. Great! I hate pressure. Sucks. Um, there is an episode where they go off in this planet, and it 's like this planet around pleasure um, and it 's called sikar, and the people on are sikarians s i k a-R. Um, and they're just like, oh, be pleasureful with us, uh, and then Janeway trying to hit it or whatever in the corner to an old dude or whatever, and I was like, the oh, don't do this. <laughs> you have a whole ship to look after. Um, but, yeah, hijinks ensue. They could have also gotten to Earth a lot closer. It doesn't matter. Right. Um, fast forward, and this is also a cheat, too, because this is not too much about Star Trek. It's just how something was stolen from seconds. Star Trek. Is that in Marvel, Thor Ragnarok, um, there is a planet called Sakar, S-A-K-A-A-R. With Sakarians, they're also about pleasure. Um, the grandmaster's there who's just like, oh, you know, anything and everything happens. Nothing makes sense and everything makes sense. Cake and circuses. Yeah, and it's like they... Ha- in both instances they have um a portal let's say or a doorway to go somewhere else um in thor ragnarok it's like they could go back out in a way to the devil's anus to get back to <laughs> like thor is like the right part or of the universe um right and then in zakar like they could have gotten like back to the alpha quadrant right um and i'm like they stole that Ain't nobody noticed they stole that i looked for hours on the internet i was like does no one notice this has no one noticed this am i wrong can y'all double check me Time. I, just, I feel like Time. The, i just feel hurt by it <laughs> okay great thank
0: you cleo <laughs> it's okay mm-hmm. are you ready i'm ready i got notes though oh shit <laughs> i i'm so unprepared <laughs> i just want you to know these two people are phenomenal. <laughs> Just think about them as I'm making a fool of myself in 90 seconds. Okay, go OK. So the Mirrorverse, the
1: Mirrorverse can coexist on another plane in parallel with our own. Everything there is the opposite of what you know here except darker and sexier. It appears in TOS, DS9, Enterprise, and Discovery as well as several comic books and novels. Like William Shatner wrote several novels that exist in the Mirrorverse. Also, what the fuck is William Shatner doing? Writing things, whatever. Um, But I think the thing that's so fascinating about the Mirrorverse that that draws people to it is this opportunity to explore what makes the characters how they are in the Primeverse, right? So how come Kirk is the way that he is? What if? You know, back when he survived um, a genocide in his childhood, what if he had actually, you know, not killed that man? What if the person who groomed him to participate in that genocide had succeeded and Kirk had gone on to do lots of other things, i.e. become... um, you know, mastermind of the Terran Empire. Um, it allows us to really examine what makes the characters what they are and why we love them in the Primeverse. And what would happen if one or two things change? What would happen if Spock had that weird goatee? What would happen <laughs> if Uhura was like running around with those daggers and like had her midriff out all the time? What would happen if like Spock was like, fuck your consent, it's Ponfar and I get to do what the hell time. I want. Time. I'm just saying, Ponfar. and <laughs> <Ends> the Mirrorverse. <laughs> She said it, mirror verse. I'm just saying, pon and and
0: scene. <laughs> Can okay. you tell I read a lot of fan fiction? Okay, it's my turn. You're going to time me. Okay. I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth. We okay. You. Ready? You so much. I Ready? No. And go. go. Uh, uh, Kira Norris and the Bajorans are the best example on contemporary television that we have. Contemporary is a soft term because this is like 20 years ago, whatever, but of... Um, humanizing and exploring the rationale behind what we know as terrorism, to think about the way that marginalized underdog members of broader global, or in this case, intergalactic society, need to resort to violent tactics in order to bring awareness and basic necessities to their people. It is humanizing in a way that we don't see in any other series. Any other series always centers the West and centers um, the West as terrorism free and the East or like the Mideast East as like where terrorism lives. No one ever talks about the fact that we are the home of the most like rampant white supremacist terrorists that has ever existed in the world but that's another conversation. What I'm saying is I think Bajor is a really interesting example of underground rebellion movements as we see them in our contemporary life like through the 20th and 21st century. We can look to sort of DS9 to think about why people resort to violent actions when we are thinking oh that's so terrible like you can't kill people but like when you have been stripped of your basic necessities to such a phenomenal level and and DS9 did that better than any other property. Let's talk about it and scene.
1: Woo! That was so good! I was so worried! Domestic terrorism (laughs) into intergalactic levels? Like, bitch, what? Perfect. (laughs) We freaking nailed it. We have five minutes for the toast and credits. I'm so excited for us right now. All right, so we are actually toasting to the ultimate cosplay. (laughs) <laughs> which this is Kiria's so, wedding. This is dumb. Uh, uh, Kiria's getting married. Like fucking actually married. I, uh, uh, it, we are all cosplaying to her wedding as people who can dress up and look nice. Uh, <laughs> Kiria is cosplaying as, as a bride herself. <laughs> but a bride. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be fucking amazing and uh, we' are all hyper vigilant about the theme and Kiria's like, whatever. <laughs> it's Harlem
0: Renaissance is what the theme is there will be several aunties in uh, sequin dresses and I can't wait <laughs>
1: and you know women in suits it's gonna be yeah. great it's gonna be great so we're toasting to Kira, you know participating in heteronormative <laughs> constructs yeah
0: homonormative cause I'm marrying a woman okay cheers it's fine <laughs> cheers <laughs>
1: thank you all right, you ready for us to do the thing we yeah. always do with the every episode? Woo. Yeah. So use the hashtag Cheers and Queers and pod in on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, follow us on Twitter, tell your friends, meet some cuties, tell us what you're drinking.
0: Rate us on Apple Podcasts and leave a comment. We love to see them. They really actually make us keep going with the show. We've been a little bit lagged, but um, my fault. But when we get your beautiful comments, it makes us want to keep
1: doing it. Uh, The music that we're going to splice into this episode magically is provided by B. Steadwell, Boomscat, and Abel Shifera. You can find B at bbstedwell.com. You can find Boomscat at boomscat.com. And you can find Abel in the streets of Brooklyn. That's right.
0: We are members of the Gifted Sound Network. woo Woo-woo-woo! This episode was produced by us. Hey, Kira and you, show, okay? and with support from Lance John, as always, and hopefully edited by Candace Jones, if she's cool
1: with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, that's all our things. Thank you for having us. Thank y'all. This was so fun.
2: This has been a Gifted Sounds podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. For more podcasts, please visit GiftedSounds.com.